Hello all, welcome or welcome back to and everything in between. I'm your host, Mela. So right now, as I'm recording this, there's like snow falling outside. It's very picturesque. Oh, I really wish I was like in the snow right now. It's so nice. But it just feels very wintry, which I love. And I know, I don't even know why I'm still talking about this, but you guys know if you listen to my episode New Year Improved Me about New Year's, I shared some of my resolutions with you guys. And one of my resolutions was to write at least one time a week. And just a little update, even though it's like a month and a half later, I am doing really good with that. I've been writing a lot. I submitted two different stories to some contests. So I've just been writing a lot, which is good. Um, My sleep schedule's horrendous and I need to fix that. So that was another one of my resolutions, like go to bed by 10, but my sleep schedule is actually so bad right now. So, or go to bed by 11. So, but my sleep schedule is just horrible. So I, I need to fix that. But I think it's also because right now I'm doing driver's ed and driver's ed ends at 9 10 because it's on zoom and so i usually still have homework to do by that time and i'm just exhausted and i am going to bed too late but yeah anyways that was just a little update but this episode is in honor of valentine's day coming up it's about friendship and this episode is just this episode Friendship is just such a broad topic. There's so many different paths you could take when talking about friendship. You know, like, what do you, what specific things when you say talking about friendship? Um, and I'm going to be talking about my personal friendship evolution. How to tell if you have bad, toxic friends versus healthy relationships, healthy friends, good friends. And then this whole idea of having a best friend. So those are the topics I'm going to cover in this episode, and I'm definitely going to make a part two. I don't know if I'm going to make it in a couple weeks, you know, on my regular posting day every other Sunday. I don't know if I'm going to make it then or if I'm going to make another episode before I make the other one on friendship. I have to decide. It honestly just depends what I'm feeling. I usually decide what topic I'm going to be covering the night before the episode comes out because I am just, I don't know, I have to be in the vibe for it. I keep getting distracted because I keep looking at the snow, it's so pretty. But anyways, this episode's in honor of Valentine's Day, which will be tomorrow if you're listening to this on the 13th. Basically, this past week has been really stressful for me. I'm for me, I mentioned I had driver's ed, so I was going to bed too late. I actually had a ton of work and studying outside of school to do, and I had this deadline for the short story I had to write, so I just had a lot of things going on, and I was pretty stressed, but throughout all that stress, I realized that the one highlight of my day, the one part of my day that made me forget about my stress, I could just relax and be myself, was going to lunch with my friends. And it's such a small thing because lunch is only 30 minutes and, you know, sometimes we may not talk that much, sometimes we may talk a ton. It just, it depends. But 
just even being there with my friends at lunch, knowing I have someone I can talk to if I'm stressed or just someone to joke around with or tell a funny story to, it's just such a feeling of comfort and I feel like having friends in my life makes a huge difference in the quality of life and just a huge difference in everyday living and my happiness. Just knowing I have friends I can talk to about if something's up. And I know my friends have been pretty stressed too. And just knowing that I have people I can confide in who also relate to what I'm saying and we can kind of endure this stress together is, again, it's a huge comfort. And friendship is such an essential part of life. So I definitely feel like I need to make a podcast episode about this. I've been wanting to make an episode about friendship for a long time, but like I said, it's a really broad topic. So that's why I think I'm going to split it into two different episodes and I already listed some of the topics I'll be covering today. But yeah, so this episode is just going to be about friendship because I've really realized how important friendship is and how much I value the friends I have. So like I said, having good friends, it makes a huge difference in the quality of life. And you may not notice it now, but when you find those people, it's just like your world, it's like, light. I don't know, that kind of sounds cheesy, but it makes you have a reason to get up in the morning, to see your friends, to joke around, to talk to them about something you saw on TV. You have that person to talk to. I feel like the common misconception about friendships is that, oh, when you go to college or when you do blah, 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 you're going to become best friends with everyone instantly. and You're going to have no trouble making friends or you just, it's easy to make friends. It's really not easy to make friends, you know? Sometimes friendships, you have to stick with them for it to click, you know? And it does take a while sometimes. I mean, maybe not for you. Maybe you're listening, you're like, no, I met my friends on the first day of first grade and we've been friends ever since. But a lot of times you go through different changes in your friendships, you know? Like, if you're looking back at your middle school years or maybe your high school years or your college years, you have very different friends from those you have now. And those can just be, that can just be because of your environment. Maybe you moved or you you met new people, you developed new interests. Maybe it's because of that or you changed as a person, you have different values, whatever. But your friendships change over time. And you become friends with the most unexpected people. And to kind of give you an example of this, I had totally different friends in middle school, like 6th, 7th, 8th grade. Like, I even had different friends in 6th grade than I did in 7th grade. But it takes a long time to become friends with people who really value you. You know, I dealt with a lot of toxic friends in middle school and that really affected my mental health because I felt like I didn't have this person to confide in and I didn't expect I was going to become friends with these other these other people it was like the most unexpected thing but I did and I feel like my quality of life has just improved so much 
And my one piece of advice, actually I have a lot of advice when talking about friendships, but I feel like one of the most important things about friendships that's a universal saying, it doesn't apply to just one gender, one age group, you can't force friendships. Friendships take a ton of time. You don't just become best friends with someone in one second. You go through things together, you talk with each other, you discover you have a lot in common or you discover that you just click. And what I've learned about friends is that when you try to force these friendships that are supposed to take a long time, you know, I don't know how much a long time is. That could be weeks for you or months or maybe a year. I I don't really know how much. I feel like that just depends on the person. But when you know friendships take time and you try to speed it up for whatever reason because you really want to be friends with this person, you just don't click. I feel like with friends, you either click or you don't. And that can change throughout time. I've had friends who I was friends with for a while and then we finally started clicking and now we're like really close because something just, so we just clicked and now it was like a switch turned on and we just, it's just effortless. It feels like the friendship doesn't need effort. But when you're forcing a friendship, you guys don't click, it feels like everything you say is trying to make you closer. And I don't know if that makes sense, but for example, let's say you're talking with a friend and you guys start laughing about something and joking around. Instead of just enjoying the moment because that's what you guys normally do, you kind of store it away and say, okay, we're one step closer to being better friends. We laughed over a joke. And it's like every single moment you have with this friend is just built towards creating a greater relationship. And that's basically what forcing a friendship is. And every time I forced a friendship, it doesn't work. You know, you kind of have to, you meet this person, you guys start talking, and then over time, it develops into a friendship. But when you try to become best friends with someone on the spot and buddy-buddy with them, It just doesn't happen that way. You have to let it happen naturally. And if it's not meant to be, then you guys will probably never click and that's okay. You're not going to be best friends with everyone you meet. But the main thing is you can't force these friendships. Let them happen naturally. Let you guys develop your sense of humor or your inside jokes or whatever naturally because you really can't create them out of nowhere and if you create them it just it doesn't feel real you know it feels like an artificial relationship because you're not focused on valuing that person for who you are you just want to become closer and closer with them so I hope that can give you some insight on your own friendships forcing friendships they usually don't really end well you should let those friendships happen naturally Um, Another thing I said, I was talking about how friends change throughout life. Your friends will change drastically. And I know this is a saying like, oh, your whole friend group is going to change when you get to high school. And for some people, that didn't happen. Some people I know are still friends with the same people from middle school or elementary school even. And that's fine. But when you get to high school your friends just change so much. And I didn't think, like I said, I already said, I didn't think I would be friends with the people I am today. But 
they honestly, throughout different phases of your life, when you don't expect it, your friends will change. And that's just because in the stages of your life, whether you're getting a new job or you're going to high school, you're entering this new phase. And you may notice you're becoming not a different person, but you're evolving into a different person. And so you and those old friends might split paths and you find other people that are more like you. And it's just such an amazing thing because I made the best friends in high school. And in middle school, like I said, I had some toxic friends. But once I got to high school, I feel like I found people that really understood me, that I clicked with. It was just people I looked forward to eating lunch with every day. Those are the people that I mean when I say good friends. And they change throughout life. And even if your friends don't change, at some point you will get new friends, you'll lose a few friends, and usually it's for the better. Usually it's for the better. So I know I just talked about, oh, I made so many new friends, I didn't expect to end up being friends with these people. Well, how do you make friends? Because if you're like me, I'm more on the introverted side. I wouldn't say I'm completely introverted, but I feel like I'm like, 60 40 six or 65 35 introverted introverted being 65 percent so if you're like me you're like oh i'm not i'm not going up to people i'm not asking them i'm not asking them to be friends like i'm not i'm just gonna wait for them to come to me honestly you just you just have to power through and i know it's hard and i know you have like this anxiety over becoming friends with people because, oh, what if they don't like me? What if I sound stupid introducing myself? The worst case scenario when you're trying to become friends with someone and you're asking them to sit together at lunch, you're asking them to get coffee or whatever, the worst case scenario is you guys don't click like I talked about or it's a bit awkward and you don't have enough to talk about or you just, you don't really like them that much that's the worst case scenario. They're not going to start screaming at you or making fun of you or saying, oh, haha, you're so stupid. The worst case scenario is you guys just don't, it doesn't feel right. The friendship doesn't really feel like it's going anywhere. So then at least you tried. That's the worst thing that could happen. But knowing you tried, gaining that experience for future friendships, that is the lifelong gain the bigger gain. And I know it's scary at first, but you just have to reach out for to make new friends. And sometimes you may meet them through other circumstances, like maybe your friend has a friend and you become friends with your friend's friend. <laughs> I know that's kind of confusing, but the wording, but that can be a way you meet friends. But no matter what, when you're becoming friends with someone, you usually have to end up reaching out. And reaching out doesn't have to be something big like asking to hang out. Reaching out can be, hey, I like your shoes or something. Complimenting them or saying, hey, did you do this homework for this class? What did you think of that? You know, like 
you just have to reach out and they can be in small ways and you can build up towards sitting with them at lunch or asking them to coffee or whatever. And it's scary at first, but again, like I said, that worst case scenario is you don't click. And even that's not a bad thing. You just move on, say, well, I tried. I thought we would possibly become friends, but it's okay that we didn't. Um, I actually have a story that's kind of similar to what I'm talking about. Actually, it's very similar to this advice I'm talking about. So I mentioned I'm mostly on the introverted side. At the beginning of this year, sophomore year, I did not have any friends in my lunch. And I was like, oh my god, I don't have any friends in my lunch. I'm going to be sitting by myself, which is going to be really embarrassing. And this is, this is awful. And I see this other girl who I know of because a few of my other friends are friends with her. So I know she's nice. I know she's a good person, whatever. So I see her kind of standing by herself too. And I'm standing by myself. I see her standing by herself. And I'm like, maybe I should just ask her to sit with me. So I go over. I'm nervous because I don't know her. I'm like, hey, so-and-so, do you want to sit with me at lunch? And she was like, yeah, I didn't have anyone to sit with. And it was like, we were both so relieved. And I'm not even going to lie. When we sat together at first, it was like really awkward. It was just making, it wasn't really awkward. But, you know, like I said, you don't just become friends with someone on the spot. They take time. And sometimes it takes a while for you guys to click. So obviously we didn't just click at first because we just met each other. or We just started talking to each other. And we were just making small talk about our classes and our teachers and what we liked, what we didn't. And from then on, we sat with each other every day because, you know, we didn't have anyone else to sit with. And I didn't think we were really going to become close because of that first day. But like I said, you've got to stick with it. You have to take a chance. You can't I know I made it seem like you're going to click with someone right at once. No, you may click with someone after a few months of being friends with them or even a year or just a few weeks. So this friend, we sat together every day. We started to talk more. More people joined us at our table that we didn't know had lunch with us. And so we started to talk. We started to become more comfortable with each other and show our true personalities And now she's one of my close friends because I reached out. That never would have happened if I didn't reach out and we didn't take that chance. And taking that first step is really hard at first, but it's essential in making friends. And it's a good skill to have, being able to communicate with people. You just have to work up enough courage for even a second to connect with someone or try to connect with someone. So that is my kind of valuable life lesson. And to this day, I say to this day as if this was years ago. This was literally, I don't even know, six months ago. But we're really close now because I took that first step. I went out of my comfort zone and ended up working out. The next thing I wanted to talk about, I mentioned how I wanted to talk about my friendship evolution, my personal friendship evolution, because I don't want to give the misconception or lead you guys on to think that 
You're going to find these friends and they're all going to be perfect right away. I feel like some people that may happen, but a lot of times, especially in middle school, I feel like middle school is that phase where it's like, oh my God, what is happening? Especially middle school, you go through a time when you don't have the best friends. And I don't know if that's true for everyone, but it was true for me and it was true for some of my friends. So that's just my experiences. In middle school, I dealt with a lot of toxic friends. And I wouldn't say I had this toxic friend group because some of them were nice to me. But a few girls in that group were just mean people. They were mean. Like, I don't know what else to say. They were mean people. And my lesson from that is mean girls or mean people in general, they will always be mean. And that's not saying, oh, you're excusing them. Like, you're just saying that's part of their personality. No, they, they're not going to be nice people. A lot of times... If if they're a mean person, they're just mean. And they have some underlying issue. And I know this is such a cliche. Oh, they're just insecure of themselves and that's why they're being mean to you. But every mean person I've met has insecurity issues. And I know because they've told me about it or I've heard them talking to someone else about it, how they're insecure about themselves. And they always project their insecurity onto someone else to make other people feel insecure. So they... No, they're not the only ones feeling insecure. That's always why people are mean. You know, they may have some other issues that I don't know about, but that's not an excuse to be a horrible person to other people and to say cruel things. And like I said, I dealt with a bunch of these mean girls in middle school, and to this day, they're still, they are still those mean girls. And it's honestly just up to you to try to branch out and find different friends because no one deserves those types of friends. In my middle school friendship era, that that weird phase, I remember in this friend group I was in, I would always constantly be excluded from everything they did. I just felt like even when I was with them, I felt like I wasn't really with them, you know? I felt like they just invited me because they were like, oh, whatever, it's a pity invite, let's invite Mela. I just felt so left out constantly. Some of them, I'm not saying all of them, but a few of them would make snide or passive-aggressive remarks to me. And I was just like, what did I do to you, you know? Like, what? why don't you like me? And I honestly felt so bad about myself because I was trying to force these friendships with these girls and trying to become best friends with them. And I just, I wouldn't because like I said, if you're not going to become friends with someone, it's for a reason. And these people weren't, they didn't really have a lot in common with me. I always felt like I had to force my friendships with them because there wasn't anyone else for me to be friends with. Even though, of course, now I know there, there are other people for me to be friends with. I have different friends now, but back then I felt like they were my only option. And so... I was constantly just ignoring every time they said mean things about me or gossiped about me because there was a ton of gossip in that group. And I just felt like I had to be accepted to be their friend. And that, if you are thinking about your own friends right now and you think, 
oh, my so-and-so, like, they always look at me with a disapproving look. I feel like I have to do certain things to be accepted as part of their group. That is not normal. You should not feel like that because of your friends. Your friends shouldn't make you feel like that. And if you have to feel like you need to be accepted into someone's group, those aren't your friends. It's as simple as that. Friends don't exclude other people. And if you think that's what friendship is, then I really I hate to say it, but I feel like those aren't the right people for you. No one should have to go through that. And I kind of have a story demonstrating this. Oh my god, I'm thinking back. So this was eighth grade, right? We were going to go to Washington, D.C. Now, COVID hit in eighth grade right when we were supposed to go to Washington, D.C., so we never end up going. And I still haven't went, which is kind of upsetting because I was really looking forward to it. But I remember, like I was saying, I felt like I had to be accepted to be friends with these people. And this Washington, D.C. group, there was so much drama with Washington, D.C., and no one really wanted to be in my group. They were like, oh, you can come in our group if so-and-so drops out. Or, oh, we don't have room for you right now. You could wait. As if it was a waiting list. Like, that's crazy. That is insane. This is not a, this is not a click, although it kind of was. But this is not a cult that I have to be invited into and accepted into. Like, it was just ridiculous, and I'm, like, getting angry and fired up thinking about it because it makes me so mad that these people acted this way. It was just so mean, and I remember getting a text from one of these girls saying, oh, Mela, you're accepted into the group. Congrats. I kid you not. I was like, what? My jaw dropped. I was congratulated from making it into the Washington, D.C. group. Let me just stop the story right here. I don't know why I dealt with this kind of stuff for so long, but that was insane. I mean, that was insane. And now I know with the friends I have, I, I hope that would never happen because it was an awful feeling, feeling like, oh my god, no one wants me. That's fun. But it's just the difference between having good friends and having these toxic friends that I had, or not, again, I said not all of them were toxic, but having these friends I didn't connect with is just astonishing. And you don't realize it until you've met these people and you're looking back on your old life, not old life, your old friendships and realizing how different they are. And like I said, even though I was in that group, I still felt so lonely all the time. I remember I just felt like I had no friends. Even though I technically did, I was in their group, I just, I felt so alone, so lost. Like I didn't have friends or anyone I could talk to. And when I went to high school, I left that group and it wasn't just like I said, bye, I'm out, and made friends all, all of a sudden. It was a gradual transition. But when I got to high school, I made better friends, and my whole life improved. My whole quality of life became ten times better. These friendships make such a difference in your life, 
And that's why it's so essential we take that first step of reaching out to people. And I know it's scary and nerve-wracking, but it's something that has to be done. Because the long-term gain of knowing how to make friends with people and gaining better friendships, that's so worth it for the un- or for the discomfort talking to new people may give you. And this goes for all people. You can be 60 years old or 11 years old and being like, oh, am I too young or too old to do this to make new friends? No one is ever too young or too old for making new friends. This is something that happens at every age, reaching out to people, engaging in conversations with them. It happens at every age. And it will get easier, I feel like, if you have this experience. But that was kind of my friendship evolution. And the main lesson of that is if you're dealing with these things I'm talking about, how I mentioned that old friend group, it's just not, it's not a good fit. And it's time to change some things in life. So I kind of already hit a little bit on this topic, but I want to talk about it more in depth. I really want to talk about differentiate between healthy friendships, non-toxic friends, versus unhealthy friendships and toxic friends. Toxic versus non-toxic. What makes a friend toxic? And honestly, I think when it when it comes down to it, a friendship is toxic if it makes you feel bad about yourself. If that friendship, when you think of it, you get this negative feeling in your gut, like, oh my god, I'm still friends with them. Like that kind of hints that oh, this isn't a un- this is an unhealthy friendship. If you feel nervous or bad about that friend or that friendship, that's just kind of telling, feeling yourself. What do you think about that? And like I said before, I dealt with a lot of these toxic friends in middle school, but the difference between those non-toxic and toxic friends is just amazing when you realize it. So I'm going to kind of go through this checklist, checklist, check, check, check. Oh, I actually have bad friends. Checklist on toxic friends and just think about your own friendships or maybe your previous friendships. And I really want you guys listening to this, to kind of self-reflect a little bit. Say, do any of my friends, my current friends do this, or did any of my old friends do this? And, you know, how do I feel about that? Because your feelings about your friendships are usually spot on. If you have a bad feeling about a friendship, it's probably, it's probably true. If you have a good feeling, you love being around this person, it probably is a good friendship. Toxic friends When I say this, this is the most irritable thing. It pisses me off. And those, okay, I'm just going to say it. Toxic friends, unhealthy friends, friends that aren't really your friends, never compliment you or congratulate you on any of your accomplishments. That is one of the biggest things about bad friends. They will never compliment you. They'll never hype you up. (laughs) They'll never congratulate you on any of your accomplishments. And you know why? Because they're jealous. They're jealous. They don't want to congratulate you because they wish they had done something like that. And they're jealous. They're not going to say anything. Having friends that don't congratulate you on anything is 
one of the worst feelings ever because your friends are supposed to be there to uplift you and make you feel like a valuable person and never complimenting you or ever congratulating you on big milestones in your life. It's really, it's just, it's not a good friend. Good friends always compliment you. They always congratulate you and make you feel special. And I know because I have these good friends now, but people, friends that don't do that, I honestly think it's like waving a giant red flag around. Like, why do you never say good things about me? Do you not like me? Or are you jealous of me? Because I feel like jealousy is the root of many friendships where those friends don't compliment you or congratulate you. Like, where is this coming from? Wherever it's coming from, wherever this feeling of, or wherever this not complimenting you or congratulating you is coming from, it's not a good quality about a friend. And everyone deserves to be valued by their friends. Another key characteristic of toxic friends, they only talk to you when there's no one else around for them to talk with. If you were in a group of people, you would be the last person they would talk to. But when there's no one else to talk with, then they'll talk to you. And this is, I really just hate when people do this because it's almost manipulative in a way. Like when they're, when you guys are alone, you're like, oh, they're best friends with me. They want to talk to me. They make me feel important. But when you're compared to five other people, they just ignore you completely, never talk to you, don't even shed a glance in your direction. That is one of the worst feelings in the world because it makes you feel used. Like, what? I thought we were friends. And then when they don't talk to you, it's like, oh, are we not friends? Like, I thought we just hung out or we were just having a long conversation yesterday. So why are you ignoring me today? And it really is manipulative in a way, and it's the worst feeling. And no one should put up with that. Like I said, that's ridiculous. And you should have friends that want to talk to you. They want to hear what you have to say. They value you for who you are. Another thing, now, this next thing, I wouldn't say makes a bad friend, but it's kind of a sign that maybe you should like read into this. What's what's going on here? Friends that don't reach out to initiate conversations. And I feel like some friends I have just don't like texting. And sometimes I'm like that too. Like I just don't text people because I'm just lazy or I just don't feel like it. So I sometimes this doesn't make a bad friend. Sometimes it's just who they are. They don't like texting. And yeah, but... Sometimes these friends who don't reach out to initiate conversations, again, they do it because they're only friends with you in a group setting maybe, but individually they don't want to be friends with you. And I wouldn't say this is a toxic sign, but if you are the only one putting effort into the friendship, that is a sign that the friendship is just, it's not valuable. You're the only one putting effort into it and if you stopped putting effort into it, if you stopped texting or calling this person, will the friendship just fizzle out? If you're thinking, yes, that would definitely happen, then that's another thing. 
is that really the best friend for you? Or maybe they're going through something and that's why they're not reaching out to you. So maybe you try reaching out to them again and they are really dry, they don't really care. Maybe that's time for you to reevaluate the friendship and say, is this worth it if I'm the only one putting effort? Because one-sided friendships are extremely hard to maintain and it's just, it's not fun. For some reason, my throat is so dry today. Like, I've been drinking so much water while recording and normally I drink a glass of water at the end of each episode, but I've been drinking water throughout the episode because how dry my mouth is. But anyways, another thing about toxic friends, they gossip about you. Every bad friend I've had has gossiped about me or they've just been nice to my face and then said mean things behind my back. That's that's not okay. That is extremely rude. Again, like I said, these friends who gossip about you, who spend all their time talking about you for no apparent reason while they're friends with you is, it's not okay. And in my second friendship episode, I'm going to go into gossiping, having friends that gossip, and really into the subject of gossiping because I feel like in some ways it's really bad, but also everyone gossips, you know? Like, you can't, you know, I'm not going to get into it now because I want to save it for the next episode, but I am excited to talk about that. But again, toxic friends, they gossip about you. You shouldn't have friends who are constantly talking about you behind their backs. And friends who say things like, oh, I'm so mad at so-and-so because of X, Y, and Z. That's not really gossiping. That's ranting, talking about a problem. But friends that just say, oh, did you see Mela's outfit today? It's so ugly. That's not caused by anything, you know? Like, if you're talking about why you're mad at a person, that's different than just saying mean things about them when nothing's happened between you guys. And that's not okay at all. So those are kind of characteristics of toxic friends. There's a ton more that I could go into, but talking about these friends honestly just makes me in a bad mood. So I'm not going to spend too much time talking about them. I want to talk about what are signs of healthy friendships. Again, compare these to your friendships. Do your friends do these things? Non-toxic friends, it's a complete opposite. They always compliment you. They always hype you up. They always congratulate you. When you reach big milestones, they say, oh, good job. They make you feel special. Those are good friends. You know, you want friends that make you feel like a million dollars, a million bucks. You want those good friends. Friends that want to talk to you. They don't talk to you because you're the last person in the room to talk to. They reach out to you first and say, oh, Mela, there you are. I want to talk to you about this. You know, that makes you feel good about yourself. When people come at least to me and they talk to me and I'm the first person they want to talk to, that makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel important. Like, oh, yay, I'm, they want to talk to me. That's awesome. It's a good feeling and everyone deserves friends that make them feel that way. Again, this isn't really a sign if Texting and FaceTiming often isn't a sign of having a bad friend if they don't do that because personally, sometimes I don't feel like texting or FaceTiming. There's certain people I like to FaceTime, certain people I don't like to FaceTime, and that doesn't mean I don't like them as a person. It just means 
I just don't, I just don't really like FaceTiming them, you know? But oftentimes friends that will want to text you a lot are really healthy friendships. And I'm not saying friends that don't text you a lot are bad friendships because again, people are like that. So, but it's just another plus if they do text you a lot. Like I said, they get excited for you and they're not jealous of you and contain their excitement. When I first created this podcast, I, almost all of my friends said, congratulations, you know, that's so awesome. I can't believe you did this, yada, yada, yada. And I had this one friend that didn't say anything, even though this friend, you know, interacted with the podcast Instagram posts or, you know, I knew they knew about the podcast, but they never said anything. They never got excited for me. They never even said nice or congratulations. And to me, that's just a sign of jealousy because it's really not hard to reach out to a friend and say, you know, congrats. That's an amazing feat and I'm proud of you. Those friends that get excited for you, those are the ones that really make that healthy friendship. And friends that just laugh at your jokes they make you feel important and valued. They make you feel like a deserving person. A person that's deserving of love and happiness. Those are the most important friendships. You need those friends that are there for you. They laugh at your jokes and they make you feel like a million dollars. And you also shouldn't be scared to give your honest opinion to your friends. And again, I'm going to talk more about this in the part two friendship episode. But when you get in a fight with friends, you should be able to talk about it. You know, you should be able to give them your honest opinion. Why am I mad at you? What happened here? If you can't, if you're afraid of them getting mad at you or you're afraid in general because you just feel like, oh my God, they don't take this criticism well. That is a problem in itself. And that's something, why why wouldn't they accept my opinions? That's something that needs a bit more reflection. So hopefully these tips, these kind of signs of a toxic versus non-toxic friends, hopefully they help you evaluate your own friendships. Again, I encourage you to think, reflect back onto your old friendships or friends you have now if you're on the fence, like, is this friend really a good friend? Think about those characteristics of toxic versus non-toxic friends. What traits do they have in common with healthy, nice friends versus bad friends? And again, not everyone's going to be a perfect friend, but good friends will have more traits on the non-toxic side than the toxic side. And my main advice for this section is for toxic friends, if you're thinking, I have these friends who are not nice to me and I'm really fed up with it, there's no excuse for those friends. There are people, better people that you deserve, but again, you have to find them first. And it may, it takes courage to reach out to people you don't know and to try to create friendships with them. But it's essential because no one deserves having those toxic friends, and you can't keep making excuses for them and saying maybe they're having a bad day. If it's every day, it's not a bad day. If every day is like that for them, 
it's just one endless bad day for you, and you don't need that. And you also have to stick up for yourself. I know it's so hard having toxic friends, especially those friends that feels kind of manipulative when they talk to you when you're alone, they don't talk to you when they're in a group. But stick up for yourself. Talk to them. Say, I don't like being treated like this. Why don't you ever talk to me when we're around other people? What's going on? You have to stick up for yourself because you don't want to let those friends walk all over you. I've had trouble with this in the past when I have friends who say mean things to me and I kind of let it slide. But when it gets every day they're saying these things, stick up for yourself because no one deserves that and you just, you got to put an end to it. Okay, the last and final topic of this episode on friendship is this whole idea of having a best friend. This idea of having your number one best friend, it's honestly so pressuring having someone you can hang out with 24-7 who knows you inside and out and you guys have 5,000 inside jokes, you know each other like at the back of your hand. It can be damaging if you don't have that and you see other people, whether that's in your life or online, who have that. It makes you feel jealous, like, I want that friend. But there doesn't have to be that one friend. There could be four of those friends or three or four best friends who are all equally valuable. I talked about so much, I've reiterated this idea so many times because it's so important to understand that you can't force having a best friend. You can't force friendships in general, but especially not having a best friend. Best friends, they just come along when you don't expect it. It's a friendship that develops into that. I've never had a friend I just become best friends with on the spot because that's super unrealistic. That's not how friendships work. They take time to develop and grow into a best friend. And if we set ourselves up, if we say every person I meet, they are going to be my best friend, no matter what, I'm going to become best friends with them. Don't set yourself up like that. If you set yourself up to have this best friend every time you meet someone new, you're just, you're setting yourself up for failure because then when that friend is still really good friend, but not the type of friend you hang out with 24-7, who knows you super, super well, it's like, oh, that friendship isn't worth it. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for a best friend. Those friendships are definitely worth it. Don't stop being friends with someone because they don't fit up to your expectations because that kind of makes you the toxic friend. Having someone to hang out with 24-7, that ideal best friend, is, first of all, most people don't have that. And if you do have it, it's not going to be exactly like the stereotype. I know when we think of kind of Y2K movies, we think of these friends who crawl in each other's windows and at night and go out for a late night drive. And we want that type of friendship in our life. You can't compare your friendships to those in a movie or other people's friendships. And I know it's really hard. I've struggled a long time with wishing for this best friend I could hang out with. But it doesn't have to be like that, you know? You can have three or four of those friends that you can hang out with 24-7. Or you can have three or four really, really good friends 
who, even though you may not hang out a lot, they're just really good friends. That is equally as valuable. And it's just this whole idea of having a best friend, it's just way too pressuring. Don't put that much pressure on yourself. Those types of friends, I know they they seem like a lot of fun and you really want to have them, but they'll come along. They will come along if you just let it happen. You know, and sometimes that takes a long time. Having that level of friendship takes months, years to develop. And you can't rush that process. In middle school, I wanted to have that best friend so bad. And I remember I would like scope out a bunch of random girls in my grade and be like, okay, I'm going to try to make them my best friend. And I think this was this middle school. This might have even been elementary school too. I was so obsessed with having that best friend. But no one ever told me you can't force those friendships. Friendships like that come naturally and you have to trust that. And if you, if you're listening to this and like, and you're like, oh my God, you say having a best friend comes naturally. Well, I'm X number of years and I still don't have that best friend. Don't set yourself up with those high expectations. Like I said, having three or four best friends or three or four really, really close friends are equally as valuable. You still have tons of fun. You don't have to hang out every day for a friendship to be valuable. And that is the main takeaway. Your friendships, your other friendships are equally as valuable. You can't value a friendship based on all the activities you do and all the jokes you have. It's about the connection you share. And sharing a connection with someone isn't about hanging out with them or laughing with them 24-7. It's about clicking and just having someone you know, no matter what, you can confide in. That is really what a best friend is. And it takes time to develop and you just have to let it happen. Because it will happen, but forcing it will never work. I kind of drifted off from what I was saying before, but like I said, in middle school, I wanted that best friend so bad I would scope out random people and force a friendship and that was the worst thing I could have possibly done because friendships cannot be forced. It just comes naturally and you really have to trust that. That is all I'm going to be saying in part one of this friendship episode. Part two, I'll probably be talking about having friends that gossip and the whole idea of gossip. Is it a good, bad thing, mixture of both? Um, I want to talk about how to recover from fights with friends because that's kind of a gray area that I feel like we don't discuss. And uh, what else? I was going to talk about something else. I forget. You'll see in the next episode, though. Again, I don't know if it's going to be in two weeks from now or if I'm going to make another episode in between the two friendship episodes, but there for sure 100% will be another friendship episode. I have so much more to say on this topic. Like I said, it's a really broad topic. There's so many different things I can talk about, but I wanted to talk about my personal friendship evolution, toxic versus non-toxic friends, and this whole idea of having a best friend today. So, that was my little episode in honor of Valentine's Day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want 
more updates, although I haven't posted on and everything in between Instagram in so long, so I need to start doing that again. But if you want more updates, follow at and everything in between podcast on Instagram for more. If you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate it. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.